Today on the Road to Remedy podcast, MK Dons take on Taunton. You can expect Italian stereotypes, colossal squid bites and FA Cup delights. We have more action than you can shake a goat leg at. Let's have it. Good evening, Jack. Good evening, Alex. How are you? Very good, thank you, mate. Very good. Yeah, we're at, we're at a crossroads of football right now. We're on the eve of the first ever Winter World Cup. Yeah, the, the 2022 Qatar World Cup. Yeah, it's a very controversial World Cup, but it makes me happy that we support the FA Cup, which is is also hosted in a very controversial country, but it's always the same country. Mm, not controversial uh, in our minds. Oh, there's, a, there's an, a late work email. That is controversial. <laughs> yeah, how dare it? What time is it now? It's only six o'clock. Five past six. I'm not yeah. paid to work till five past six. Um, I saw a meme today. Someone complaining about football's over. We got we got to watch this World Cup. There's loads of football going on. Yeah, but, yeah. And the FA Cup's still going on. There's another game before the World Cup. There's there's plenty of FA Cup going on. I think in the in the second week of the FA Cup, they're still playing. They're still playing. Sorry, the second week of the World Cup, they're still, they're still playing, playing FA Cup. Cup. And there's also women's football and stuff like that. So, guys, there's loads of football going on, which isn't it's still pretty quite quite controversial. But there is still loads of football going on. So check it out. Well, we've seen plenty of controversial so controversial football so far this uh, series, Jack. Can Such as. <laughs> Well, we saw Walton Hersham get four consecutive home ties. If that's not, yeah, I thought you were going to bring up the fact that we saw a game cancelled due to racism. Uh, yeah, yeah, that was series one. That one, I guess is. I guess everyone agreed that was bad. Yeah, that's so not controversial. Walton <laughs> Hersham drawing was yeah. Walton Hersham, that, that's well, like four a, consecutive home games. <clears throat> that's a distant memory. Yeah, you're saying there was a fix. I'm not. I'm not saying it. I'm All just, eyes are on Qatar, but the real the real corruption is uh, in the FA. They've all sort of Hersham bias. The uh, extra preliminary rounds of the FA Cup. Yeah, it's when the real kind of the fat cats slide in their pockets. But in case uh, you listener have forgotten, we've we've moved on from Walton Hersham now. Uh, we moved to see uh, them take on Taunton Town, to whom they lost, and then we saw Taunton Town against Yeovil Town, and Taunton beat Yeovil eventually. Yeah. Uh, and now, Jack, who are we watching? Um, MK Dons, Milton Keynes Dons versus the Taunton versus Town. The Taunton, the Peacocks versus the Dons. Which, third, third tier Milton Keynes versus sixth tier Taunton. Yeah, Giants. That's a big the golf, isn't it? Twice yeah, their yeah. size. Yeah, incredible. Taunton, Yeovil were above Taunton as well, right? So Taunton, yeah, Taunton yeah. have have history of beating the big boys. Mm, they really do, and that was a that was a uh, lovely what was it South Southwest English Derby? Is that what sure. they call it? What they call yeah, it? That's what they all call it. <laughs> Somerset Derby. Uh, yeah, we'll talk. We'll talk more about Milton Keynes in, in a moment. But before I go into that, you've got some news for me, I believe. Yes, I have. Okay, Jack. It's time for me to give you some news. Three stories. Two are false. One is true. The first one is called throwing a paddy. Okay. So, do you remember the football player Gary Taylor Fletcher? Uh, rings a rings a bell. He, he played for Blackpool under uh, Ian Holloway during there. I've said he rings a bell. If he's not a real person, I'm embarrassed. <laughs> well, like... I can promise you, I'm not going to make you look a fool on our podcast. <laughs> he is a real person, and he played for Blackpool in their Premier League stay. Um, but here's something not many people know about him. In 2018, his uh, sorry, his teammate Brett Ormerod hmm. um, revealed. That Gary Taylor Fletcher had been addicted to rice pudding. Right. <laughs> and when asked about this on Soccer Saturday a few weeks later, Gary Taylor Fletcher was unfortunately forced to confirm that this had, had been true and it had contributed to him being overweight during the, uh, the oh. Blackpool promotion season. 
They were still promoted during that season. Despite his sorry, once they well, they actually went down. In the oh, okay, okay. <laughs> I'm sorry to hear that. Gary Taylor Fletcher claimed he uh, used to eat four rice puddings a day. That's a lot. <laughs> and Omrod said, uh, despite issuing advice on diet, he had a weakness for rice pudding. Gary used to say, "No pudding, no points." He would tell his teammates, and it was his key uh, pre-meal dinner. So he said it, was, it helped him. Yeah, he, he, okay. he, he'd say, "No pudding, no points." That was his saying. Uh, on one occasion, when he couldn't have his rice pudding, he actually missed two penalties, bizarrely taking them with different feet. Mm, that is bizarre. <laughs> I've never seen that before. Um, because they got two chances in one game penalty and missed Yeah, and missed them both. And, and that does happen. It does happen. Strange thing uh, took them with different feet. Yeah, I guess he's overthinking it a little bit. But he hasn't had his rice pudding. He hasn't pudding. had his rice pudding. Is that it? Is that the story? That's the <laughs> could that uh, to you? That could be true. I'm, no, I don't, I'm thinking about when was the last time I had a rice pudding. I'm starting to think I've never had a rice pudding. And how many goals did you score on, on, on yeah, the I already score goals. Yeah, maybe he's right. I'll start trying some rice pudding. Um, yeah, I guess that could happen. Four I, a day is a lot. Yeah, it is a lot. After it? every meal and then another one. I do think rice pudding, I'm, I'm no nutritionist, but... It probably is quite a good food. It's got long, that long-release carby energy. You heard it here, folks, guys. It's a good food. <laughs> Four footballers, I should, I should caveat. Yeah, um, I guess so. Because it's got sugar and it's got, got carbs in it. Yeah, so you had it before the game. Mm. I don't know how you fit in four rice puddings. I don't think necessarily four before the game, but certainly one before the game. You said he had four a day. Yeah, four, yeah, four a day. Yeah. So that's something. I where do you... You wake up, have a rice, rice pudding. pudding. This is a lot like that video. <laughs> that video, which everyone, if you know what that video is, you know what it is, we'll describe it. Um, have one before the game, one after the game? I presume so. And then one after your tea? One before the night out, yeah. One, yeah, one when you get home before you go out to the game to, yeah. to the, celebrate the win. He was yeah. a little bit overweight, not, not massively overweight. I don't even remember what he looked like, so, or if he was in real. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> so you're saying, he's, so, I don't understand, so it made, made him overweight or made him good at football? You, I think he thought it made him good at football. In reality, I'm <laughs> made him overweight. Saying it made him overweight. But maybe they're not, they're not mutually exclusive. Yeah, exactly. And, I mean, who am I? To, he was a Premier League footballer. Yeah. So. Yeah. Fair play. Okay, cool. What was that called? Throwing a paddy. That's throwing a paddy. Okay, I like that one. Rice paddy. Yeah, I got that. Thank you. Uh, the second story is called A Game of Three Halves. Nice. Traditionally two halves, so. Spotted. Uh, during the 1894-95 clash between Derby County and Sunderland. Right. Referee Tony Kirkham was running late. Mm. He had overslept and missed the start of kickoff. As a result, his colleague, the wonderfully named John Conqueror, mm, mm-hmm. had stepped in to take his place and refereed the first half. At half time, Tony Kirkham finally got to the ground and insisted that the referee, to the referee that he take over. Sorry, he insisted to the FA person at the ground that he take over as referee because he wanted his full pay packet. Oh, okay. Yeah, he wanted yeah. to be paid for the game. The FA official said that this couldn't happen, uh, and instead, uh, if he wanted his full pay packet, he insisted the game had to be restarted. Right. Okay. So Sunderland were gutted as they were three 0 up. Fucking hell! Wait, how long was the game? In, how long was in the it's game? Half time. Half time. Three 0 up. Half time. Okay, yeah. fine. Yeah. Uh, but their disappointment soon faded away as in the, the second of three forty-five minute periods. Yeah. Uh, well, they eventually won eight 0 Sunderland won eight 0 mm. Okay. Right. So if you go back to the official annals of that game. Right. It says eight nil brackets plus three. Right. Okay. So right. So they. So that three nil was scrubbed. Nil nil again, and Derby lost again. Well, I think it's it's dubious whether it was scrubbed. Yeah. It yeah, says yeah. eight nil brackets plus three. Um. Wow. Do you think that could happen? I can't. I don't think. I, part of me thinks I've read that story whilst researching this show, <laughs> or I made it up, or I made up a similar version of my head once for this show. Does Tony Kirkham sound real? Tony Kirkham sounds real. I don't think he'd ever be late to a game. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, not it's not light. It's not light. Because he overslept. I guess that. What was it? Eighteen ninety-five. 
Yeah. A lot of when you read these stupid stories, there's a lot of there's a lot more lackadaisical back in those days. Yeah. Um, playing games of like someone sneaking on extra free players and no one noticing and stuff like that. Everyone's pissed and you know toothless and idiots. <laughs> um, You'll know when you research these stories. Sometimes you get like uh, one article that tells you half the story, another article that tells you yeah, a few more yeah, details. A lot of that. And the first article I read didn't tell me why he was late. Right. Well, does, well, why so was I was thinking at that time, why would someone possibly be... It said it was late, but it didn't why tell you ever why. be late to anything? Well, in 1895, what have you got to make you late? <laughs> well, yeah, I don't know, the horse is dead. Not watching telly, is it, yeah. Your horse died, or... His car's not broken down. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, you're painting, or you're reading some poetry. Oh, painting lost, and a missed kick-off. I think it'd be easiest, because you haven't got an alarm or anything, do you? That's the thing, you haven't got clocks. You've got to like, right? listen for the cockerel and the dong of the Big mm-hmm. Ben or whatever. And uh, well, even then, you're in Sunderland, so... Like, mm-hmm. I guess it's just the sundial. Maybe a sundial... No sun in Sunderland. Yeah, you're right. So he's looking at a sundial and there's nothing. That's when it's in the shade. <laughs> uh, yeah, that could happen. Okay. Cool. What was Got that called? Third, that was cool. A Game of Three Halves. A Game of Three Halves. Nice. Got okay. a third story? Yes. It's called A Rumble in the Jungle. Nice. In 2016, Kieran Dyer was forced off the show I'm a Celebrity mm-hmm. because he picked up a bacterial infection after he ate a goat's leg, which had been undercooked by one of his campmates. Jesus Christ. Okay. Okay. Uh, obviously, I'm a celebrity. He's on TV at the moment. Yeah, is there any footballers in it now? Uh, Tony, no, Tony Adams on Strictly, isn't he? Yeah, that's probably, probably the whole series about uh, people football and reality TV. Yeah, yeah. Russell, yeah, maybe next week. Is there someone on it? Um, anyway, so from the clip I watched this particular evening in Queensland, uh, Kieran was looking forward to a barnstorming evening. Mm-hmm. Uh, I quote Kieran here: "Dinner came down today, and I was quite ecstatic. I love goat." <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> Problems arose when royalist author Lady Colin Campbell. Mm-hmm. I think she. Yeah, I remember her being on Strictly. Yeah. Well, we're talking about Strictly <laughs> what, on a show in the TV. Well, she clashed with dance choreographer Brian Friedman. Okay. Lady C thought the goat should be curried, and Brian thought the goat should be stewed. Right. Thankfully, Chris Eubank was on hand to remind <laughs> them this was essentially the same cooking method. Thank God. <laughs> So, is that what the show is? I've never really watched it. Yeah, they do I like they eat bugs and stuff. They do, but then they get prizes. Sometimes they're eating like gruel, and sometimes they win stuff and get nice meals. Okay, but then you have to, there's a debate after that about how you cook it. Well, sometimes depends what. Sometimes they just get careful. Does Chris Eubank it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd be good. He's a good one for that. So there's an article about this in which uh, it's reported Kieran refrained from cooking himself, preparing. Prefer, I'm, I'm paraphrasing. Here, yeah, preferring to have some quality banter time with Spencer Matthews. Who's <laughs> Spencer? Oh, uh, yeah, okay. When dinner was served, some of the guests recalled in disgust, stating it looked it didn't look right. But uh, the macho man that he is, uh, Kieran didn't hesitate and plunged his spork into the bamboo dish. Mm. As he swallowed, and the, <laughs> and he belched, said it's good. <laughs> uh, the surrounding group group breathed a sigh of contented relief. Yeah, yeah. You're clutching that short so you call this a news story. You're just describing a TV. <laughs> no, driving. <laughs> no, anyway, sometime later, Kieran started to get the sense that something wasn't right. Right, yeah. Uh, his stomach started grumbling, um, and he had to run off to the camp toilets. And he left the show after that. Well, I'll get that. <laughs> uh, this is what Kieran said uh, to the, the Daily Star about the incident a few weeks later. I was sick 19 or 20 times that evening. Oh. It was coming out of both ends, and I must have sweated more than I ever did during a Premier League game. I couldn't sleep and kept waking the others up. I'm not ashamed to admit I had to change my shorts <laughs> because I had no control over my bowels. Eventually, uh, the doc, Dr. Dan, said, we're going to have to take you to hospital. And I, he spent two days on a drip, and after that, he knew his shot of being king of the jungle had gone. Yeah, fair enough. 
Um, in case you're wondering why the others weren't there, well, apparently he's allergic to a, a bacteria unique to farm animals in Australia. Um, so he, he was allergic. You, you said it was undercooked at the start of the show. Yeah, he was, he was allergic to that. So it's, that I think it's a bacteria that's in... That unless you have yeah. kids kicked out. Yeah, I think but, it's fine, basically. But Okay. Um, was he angry at? I guess it wasn't anyone. Was it? Was it? Was he angry at uh, Lady C or Chris Eubank or whatever? I think he was just yeah. As I say, kicking up. back with Spencer Matthews, not really. Yeah, I mean, I'd rather be shitting out of both ends than <laughs> kicking back with Spencer Matthews. Um, I guess that could happen. You told me at the start of the show you, your news is quite short and he just describes Sorry, quite yeah. a lot of detail. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. Crew and I eating a goat leg. <laughs> yeah, I guess that could happen. That's a cracking lineup for I'm a Celeb. Again, I don't watch it, but that does sound. Maybe I should watch it. That's what the kind of stuff that happens. I just thought it was like they just kind of throw rubber rings over like trees and then. I they think eat they bugs. do. There's often a footballer on it every year. I know I that. I remember Jimmy Love was on it. Yeah, and everyone was like, "He's really cool." And I remember watching Sleepy and nothing to complete. Wayne Bridge Twang. was it? Was Wayne Bridge on it? I think Frankie. Frankie was name. Sorry, Frankie oh, Bridge. No, I meant uh, Jimmy Bullard. Jimmy Bullard. Yeah, he fell out with some guy on it. And he was like, he like reacted really badly to Yeah, that's the thing I remember him being really rude to that guy. Yeah, some guy said he had an old man body or something and he got really upset about uh, it. Yeah, and then he got voted out. I remember, maybe I do watch it, Jesus Christ. I remember that really clearly. Mm. I remember, this is a really boring conversation. Well, unless you're in time, this is like, I'm a celeb podcast now. <laughs> Flashback, I'm a celeb podcast. Um, okay, that could happen. Yeah, shit. Ian Wright was on it as well. I remember Ian Wright being on it. Okay, so the three stories were... <laughs> <laughs> Anything else about I'm a celeb you remember? Throwing a paddy... Yep. A game of three halves or a rumble in the jungle? Okay. Throwing a paddy. Gary Taylor Fletcher, four rice puddings a day. Uh, I don't think that's no true. pudding, no points. I don't think that's true because I don't think you'd find enough time okay. to eat four puddings in a day. Mm-hmm. I think... I imagine it was a four every day, but I think he... Like, on average, maybe average, average four a day. Potentially yeah. you had more than four That's worrying that some days he's having seven or eight day rice puddings. Yeah, God. Um, the one about three halves, I feel like I've read... Then I also the one about Kieran Dyer sounded believable. Mm. I'm gonna go game with three halves. Game of three halves. That's absolutely correct, Jack. You're oh, back is on, it? You're back on so that, I'm just lemping. How long did they derive? Yeah, so much detail. Arguably, I took too long. Right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was uh, partially true. Kieran Dyer did say dinner came down today. I was quite ecstatic. I love goat. And he just uh, ate the goat. And it was fine. And it was fine. Yeah. <laughs> and was that entire celeb lineup? They were all in there. Yeah. And was he bantering with Spencer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> that was good, man. You really, really got me going. You had, a, had just this one little snag in that story about him getting really fit. The, the throwing a paddy story was true, but uh, a different footballer in, in, the, in <laughs> okay. the late 19th century again was eating lots of rice pudding. And he did say, uh, no pudding, no points, boys. Who was that? I think he was called Jack Stevenson. Right. <laughs> so you saw that and thought, I'll change this. I'll stuff. put it to Gary Taylor Fletcher. Um, yeah, thank God I haven't read that story, so I would 100% pick that one. Yeah. I would have forgotten the name Jack Stevenson. Cool, yeah. Um, game of three halves. Yeah, football in the 1800s was shit. They just didn't know what they were doing. Yeah. Everyone was smoking and not paying attention. Burn three halves. It's a bit like playing five a side in London. Well, thank God we're not in the 1800s anymore. We're in the 21st century these days. Um, and why don't you tell me whether MK Dons versus Taunton Town was shit? Before we get to the game, let's meet our brand new club, MK Dons, Milton Keynes Dons. Now, as we know on this podcast, nearly every club in the UK was founded between 1860 and 1890. Yep. Uh, MK Dons were founded in 2004 so a very very new club yeah. the youngest club he probably had that was a result of AFC Wimbledon being moved to Milton Keynes by the owners which is probably quite famous among a lot of people listening that's an incredibly unpopular decision uh, not just among Wimbledon but among all football fans really Wimbledon are kind of FA Cup royalty aren't they mm-hmm, they absolutely are the crazy gang yeah famously yeah. beat Liverpool did they or? yeah I think so they're, and they're, they're, AFC Wimbledon are back now by the way they were kind of 
dissolved or kind of moved to like their back now is their own right and uh, they've played Eginos a few times we won't talk about Eginos too much but um, they're a bit of a FA Cup darling um, Eginos play at Stadium MK which has a capacity of 30,500 hmm. to put that into context the Premier League that's bigger than Nottingham Forest Crystal Palace Fulham Brentford and Bournemouth bearing in mind they're in League One Pretty big, isn't it? Yeah, uh, I think believe when we saw the, the stadium, someone said the phrase "embarrassing." Do you know what I mean by that? What, what they were might even play. the stadium that big to be yeah. at their level is a bit cringe, isn't it? Yeah, I'm sure we'll get onto this later, but it wasn't at capacity, was it? No, <laughs> very much not. Um, FA Cup wise, they've reached the fifth round before and an amazing run actually. In that run, they beat uh, QPR and they beat AFC Wimbledon in that, in that FA Cup run. That'd be an amazing game to be at. Good for them. Um, former players include Jimmy Bullard, who we've mentioned already. He's yep. probably not a very nice man. Patrick Bamford, who a bit of a goal machine or was last year. He's quite a down now after his injury. Yeah. And probably most famously, Deli Ali came from MK Dons to Jeez. Spurs. Um, hopefully, maybe he can go back one day. He's at that level now, isn't he? Yeah, arguably he peaked MK Dons. <laughs> yeah. Um, they get lost. I think they're a bit. They're, because of this Wimbledon thing, they class a bit of a, a bit of the naughty boys footballer, some bad guys. But actually, what I've read, they have, a, they have amazing, amazing youth um, structure, and they have loads of youth outreach, and they also have sixteen different teams, special needs. So I actually, I think wow. Dons are actually a really nice team from why from why I've gathered in my research. Their mascot is, is like a cow called Donny. Yeah, we saw it. Yeah, I don't get that. Look like uh... why a cow? Because milk, milk, milk and kings. <laughs> well, cow, bulls don't produce milk though, do they? Was it a bull? I thought I it didn't have horns. Oh, it looked to me like wasn't a, there a girl of... version and a boy version. Oh, maybe. Uh, I didn't realize. I think Donnie probably maybe there's two versions. What I was thinking though is that um, why not have the mascot be like the MK Don and he's like a Italian um, yeah. mobster guy. Hey, like, oh, what you talking about? That'd be good, wouldn't it? That's, I think that's a brilliant idea. Yeah. I, I don't want to say it's just an opportunity for you to hear it. Yeah, I need to do it. You did it before me. Sorry, yeah, beat it. <laughs> Um, oh, you're right. There is a male and a female version. I've just googled it. Yeah, and you can have a, you can have a female Don and a female and a male Don. Like, mm. like oh, a Don and a Donna. Yeah, Maria and Mario, the Dons. Donna, <laughs> yeah, Donna the Don and Don Donny the Don. Don the Don. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> have that for free milk kings. I think that's a good idea. <laughs> it might offend some of the Italian fans, but I don't think any Italians live in milk kings. To be honest, uh, no famous fans, I'm afraid. So I've gone to the famous fan generator and I got fifty cent. The uh, yeah, the West Coast rapper. Very good. Yeah, yeah. I think we've had fifty cent before. Have we? Who cares? <laughs> Who did he spot that time? I can't remember. Who bloody knows? Probably like Evan Bear something. Yeah, Fiddy. Fiddy sports the MK. Um, let's get into the game a little bit. So we, 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 MK, Milton Keynes is a town. Gets a lot of banter. Mm-hmm. Gets rinsed a little bit. What did you think of Milton Keynes as a town? Well, it's a bit of a confusing one, isn't it? Because uh, maybe um, you can't criticise us for having booked t- train tickets to Milton Keynes, but the stadium's actually further out in Bletchley. Mm. Um, I thought Milton Keynes was okay. It's okay. It's like it's kind of like a big airport. Mm. Do they call it a Garden City? Is that is that what? Yeah, because they made it like the eighties, right? It's kind of strange. Like it feels like it lacked a little bit of soul. And we, and we always try on this podcast to fall in love with these towns, and usually we do to without much without much uh, you know resistance. We just have a beer and usually find a bit of a laugh. And, hope, and I want to go back to Milton Keynes because I think it was quite cool. Um, the stadium, as I've called it, embarrassing because it's so big. It actually, it's actually a really really nice stadium. The concourse kind of uh, opens out onto the pitch. Um, beautiful, wasn't it? It was like a spaceship. It's all yeah, I guess it was like a spaceship. That's interesting. Black metal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's all black. So the game started quickly, Jack. You might say um, it's probably also worth mentioning we had three friends with us on this on this journey to to Milton Keynes. Yeah, we're starting to have a bit of a tour going on. The crowd, some groupies. You might yeah, say. quite interesting to see their their first takes on uh, on the FA Cup and on Taunton Town. Um, 
Theo, our friend, committed the cardinal sin of being on Be Real during the first goal. No, you wouldn't get that back in the, the 60s, would you? No, yeah. Be Real. The 1890s clubs now. They can see us now. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah. Um, yeah, talking about Taunton, though, Taunton were in full voice. So that's, uh, we've kind of alluded to already, the stadium was far from full. Mm. And um, the MK fans were pretty quiet, taunting. You could hear them first. They were in full voice. And McCutie, a player you've spoke your affection for, you, you're yep. a big fan of McCutie. Um. My first note is that he put someone on his ass almost immediately. So Taunton looked, looked like uh, they were up for it. But within five minutes, um, MK scored. Mm, from, a, from a free kick. From which, a free kick, yeah. um, My defining memory of that free kick is the wall parting like the Red Sea. And then the ball going straight through it. Yes, absolutely. And tons of players being very angry at each other. Yeah, and it game. went from being this kind of wall of noise from the away end to quite mm. quickly silence. Two walls broken, you can say, with that goal. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And uh, things got kind of from bad to worse for, for Taunton. Will Grigg scored. We've not mentioned Will Grigg plays for MK Don. Mm. In this game, he really was on fire. Yeah, Will Grigg is obviously a walking meme for that meme, for that song even. Uh, they didn't actually sing, so he scored a goal and didn't sing the song. Yeah, I, I do wonder how many teams... Because he's played for a few teams. Now, I don't care. I've never seen him play before. I wanted him to sing the song. Made famous at Wigan. Wigan sang that song, I think. Or was it just Northern Ireland fans? I think... Or I sang it in clubs and stuff like that. I want to hear this fucking song, guys. So Milton Keynes... If we see Milton Keynes again, which probably, probably will, yeah. um, I'd like to hear that song. Yeah, bear in mind they were tuning up within about five minutes. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But Taunton... I don't, Taunton weren't bad. I think Taunton had a good spell. I well, they're okay. I thought, what, again, to bring up Theo... Yeah, he said, "God, Taunton are shit, aren't they?" And I thought, "Not true." To be honest, they're three. They're playing against this team three divisions above them. They did. Milton Keynes were obviously the better team. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Taunton put a shift in. Uh, I'd also say before we kind of get into the rest of the game, um, despite the scoreline, Bycroft, who was a Taunton goalkeeper, had yeah. a really good game. He did um, have a really despite good game. the fact that the scoreline went from bad to worse. Um, the next goal was scored by Dara Burns, a really good goal, but the. Favorite goal from me mm-hmm. was the Mohamed Elisa goal, which yeah. was an absolute banger. Yeah, I've heard. Yeah, yes, I thought that was an absolute a, a screamer. He cut in on his right foot, Robin edge of the area, edge of the area, and yeah. pinged it in with his right foot. Can I just say as well, the uh, that was in the second half. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if one of our followers or listeners, if you, the, the follower, the listener, wants to watch the highlights of this game on uh, YouTube, you can. Uh, and don't be confused by uh, what I was confused by is that they changed camera at half time so I thought they were shooting towards the same goal <laughs> right, for all yeah. of the goals that were scored um, but they weren't they swapped camera at half time that didn't happen no that, that's horrible rumour going around it's not true <laughs> um, Mohamed Issa is at number 10 that was his first goal of the season he looked really good came off the bench I kind of agree he, he was the one who uh, got me excited I'm really excited to see him again um, another sub Connor Michael Grant scored another two, 82 and 84th minute, so he started banging them in. Mm-hmm. Uh, Taunton really put to the sword by the end of it. Yeah. Um, again, I don't, I don't want to say Taunton were bad. I think Taunton fans were amazing. I think Taunton were okay. Goal, really good goalkeeping performance. Well, six, he, he did fluff his chance on the last goal. Yes. You see that. And uh, 6-0 obviously makes it sound like it was, it was a wash, but I do think they were okay. And like you said, there's a huge giant versus a minute, wasn't it? They're absolutely, compared to them, they're huge. Milton Keynes, despite the fact being this kind of much maligned team, um, I thought they had a, that was really good. That was really fun. Goal scoring, free flowing. They weren't just kind of tapping it in. They was, it was it was really good. It, it was, was a great game to watch. It was great, and I think they're the deserved team to get through. It's disappointing to say goodbye to Taunton after four games with them. Yeah, one against Hapoel. Doesn't feel enough. Yeah, it doesn't feel enough. And uh, our, our presumably our journey to the West Country is probably probably over now. Although I think there are a few West Country teams still left in the tournament. I meant to say, so Milton Keynes are in Buckinghamshire. Mm-hmm. Can you name the only other professional Buckinghamshire team? Hmm. Play at home as well, though. Watford? 
Wickham Wanderers. Ah. The official back so when they play each other it's the back the Bucks Derby. The Bucks Derby. Okay. Well I think they are in the tournament. Maybe we'll get them. On the night we were recording, there in fact um, there would be some replays for this this game. Obviously, we didn't get a replay because it was six 0 but there were draws at this stage of the uh, this this uh, round as well, and those games are being replayed tonight as we speak. Um, so we'll be able to see the full array of teams that we could be could be drawn against. Well, in fact, we know who. Yeah, we do know. Yeah. Who is it? It's Portsmouth. Mm. I've never been to Portsmouth. Have you been to Portsmouth? I have. Uh, one of our friends who came with us, Alex, my namesake. I love Alex. Uh, did you live in Portsmouth? Um, yeah, I've never been. I'm excited. Apparently, it's nice. Yeah, I think it's a it's a navy town. Nice. Plenty of careful of the sailors could get rough, can not it? Yeah, I think it is a it's a, You've had a bad tough town. With seamen, <laughs> you? <laughs> as soon as I started speaking, you knew what I was about to say. Yeah, I was that. Um, I started to head to Portsmouth, and we started to follow the Dons. I think I can get behind this team. You know, I don't, I, we don't really get very high scoring go- games in this in this pod, and and um, Ken Dons want to change that trend. Um, I'm all for it. I let's get, hope so. Let's cast a new light on this team. Mm. We should get some real fans as well, rather than having to use the fake fan generator. I mean, the fan generator yeah. uh, for Portsmouth. Speaking of fake fans, should we have a fake ad? Let's do it. Now, when me and Alex started this podcast, we could have never predicted several years later we would be approached by a theatre producer looking to turn the format into an all-singing, all-dancing West End musical. But that is exactly what has happened. Two Boys, One Cup, a Road to Wembley musical, tells our story from small beginnings to our current modest midlife. You can expect songs like Do You Want to Start a Podcast and Newcastle, Newcastle. James Corden will be playing the role of me, and comedian and viral sensation Dapper Lars will be making his West End debut as Alex. Tour dates will be announced soon, so check it out. Two Boys, One Cup. Football podcasting never looks so fabulous. So I love musicals and you love James Corden. How do you feel about being played by him? <laughs> yeah, I couldn't think of anyone better to play me. <laughs> I think he really captures my gravitas. And apparently he's a lovely bloke. Exactly, yeah. yeah How do well, you feel about Dapper Laughs playing you? Uh, I hate the bloke. Uh, yeah. He's uh, t- too much of a nice guy for me. I, I'm more chauvinistic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, some strange casting choices, definitely. Well, it's been a great episode. Mm-hmm. I'm so excited for Portsmouth. Um, should we have a listener question? Yeah, send one over. So this is from Sandy in High Wickham. We've mentioned Wickham already. Uh, Hi guys, I, like many people, feel uneasy and conflicted about the upcoming World Cup in Qatar due to human rights violations and suspected level of corruption. Where to host a World Cup will always be a sticky issue, as nearly every nation right now is a shit show, and the ones that aren't tend to be bad at football. Brackets, looking at you, New Zealand. My rather elegant and incredibly eco-friendly solution would be to build a giant football city, complete with state-of-the-art stadiums, built atop the Great Pacific Garbage Patch. The giant floating pile of rubbish which plagues the, o- the oceans, which was once great. Here on this floating utopia, anything goes and all my generated goes back into the city, which would not be owned by any particular nation, but governed by a council of elders from every nation that wishes to participate. The only real problem I can foresee is the stench and potential shark attacks and colossal squid attacks if you choose to urinate over the side of the city. What do you lads think? <laughs> Sandy, we get a lot of shit in these questions. <laughs> and, uh, this is probably the shit. <laughs> I was going to say the direct opposite. I love it. I love it, Sandy. That is brilliant. Yeah, if no one's using that pile of rubbish. Yeah, that, that's a weaker side of the of the idea. Is that no. you've got to be on the Pacific garbage. Well, well, that's the most neutral place on the planet. That is. Or but having it in one neutral stadium, I love. Yeah, and everyone can use it together. Right? We all made that rubbish patch. Every country usually has a national stadium where you play at. Why don't we just have a national tournament? A venue? Global, global stadium. Yeah. yeah. Then yeah, we yeah. can put it right in the centre of the world so we can minimise emissions. If yeah. it has to be on a garbage patch, fine. <laughs> right. Well, I'm going to think, where else could it be? Are, are, are looking at Antarctica or the moon? Yeah. And the moon, that will just price people out. Well, in that question, uh, Sandy, you mentioned having well, it in New Zealand. Imagine how inefficient that would be for, for emissions. Everyone would have to fly out to New Zealand. Yeah. We could put it in, I don't know, 
Syria, and it's in the middle of the world. Everyone can get there easily. Yeah. Do you, what, are you, <laughs> the main crux of this was a garbage patch. Oh, I can do that too, yeah. Like, where is the garbage patch? And then the patch Syrians, will, everyone's like, why is it always in Syria? Syrians always have the easiest access. The garbage patch moves. That's a good oh, I think it's, right. Right. it's always right. in the Pacific. I guess you can push it into that ocean. Yeah, you must be able to drag it around. And you can kind of pick up garbage as you go and slowly collect the world's garbage. And that'll destroy the patch, though. Oh. <laughs> I thought you just add, add garbage to it. You said pick it up. I guess, I mean, like, I guess, oh, I guess like, as your friend. As you go, like, a, like, a, like the world's bin lorry. Everyone's throwing their own. Oh, you're yeah, adding more to it. Then eventually yeah. become bigger than any nation. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I think it's a good idea, Sandy. I, I've always wondered what to do with that big garbage patch. No one's got a solution. Why not build stadiums on it? I don't know how strong it is. But I, I, I know virtually nothing about the Pacific garbage patch, which is perhaps why I drove away from that uh, issue. When, I've not I heard of that before. I have heard of it. <laughs> I'm Googling it now. I think it's, yeah, it's like, uh, I think there might be two of them now. <laughs> it's this wow. huge, I think it's bigger than like Texas. I think it's pretty big. Basically, it'll fit a few stadiums on one side of that. It's a collection of marine debris uh, in the North Pacific Ocean. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't think anyone owns it. So no. you just go there and they'll say, you know, and like, if it's not, I understand, like, you know, everyone's got to fly around. You can just push it. Let's say the Germans like, well, we've not, you know, we live pretty far away from the garbage patch. We'll push that closer to Germany. And then this is also, it's a catch-22 because then you've got a huge garbage patch next to your country for like four years. That's not very good, is it? No. So if you really want to be close to it, fine, but you can have a massive garbage patch. I guess in the long run, it would make people tidy it up then. Like, it'd be two birds, one stone. Someone to host a World Cup and we'll get the rubber plastic out of the ocean. Yeah, and use the plastic as well. But it's like, that's recycling, isn't it? Recycling on the, on the greatest, you know, on the greatest scale. Yeah. So, right. Sandy, I think that's a really good idea. I don't think fossil squids even exist. So I don't know why you're worried about that. Um, I don't know what else I said. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Let's do it. I also like the idea that uh, you said... I would be pissing off the edge of the club. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you, know, you know what I mean? I guess there'd be railings. You need to put railings there, wouldn't you? Sounds like a fun World Cup. But if you can imagine you've just <clears throat> you've just beaten Poland or Israel and then you're kind of celebrating, you've had a beer and you just walk and you look out. Fall into, off the edge. You look out into this beautiful ocean, maybe a sunset, and you piss into the ocean. I genuinely think it's got more legs than the current uh, <laughs> yeah. World Cup. Yeah, well, you know, Sandy, pitch it, you know. Go to the Dragons. Yeah, obviously we've posted a podcast about the, the 22... Qatar World Cup. Um, you can find that on our Spotify thread. Yeah. Um, is that all you've got for us today, Jack? I think that's all I've got. Yeah, it's a big one, isn't it? Yeah, all I've got. It's one, my best, it's one of the best questions we've had. Um, yeah, I think we can end it there. Alex, it's been great. I'll see you in Portsmouth. I'll see you there, mate.